In America, we don't turn to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before. And it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. Why is the president saying that in, in pardon? Why is the president saying <laughs> that inflation is worse everywhere but here? Uh, because what we have seen uh, across the globe, first of all, inflation is a global challenge, as we have said. Uh, it is. Uh, it is. It is. It is caused by uh, uh, clearly um, the pandemic, this once in a generation pandemic that we are coming out of. And also, uh, most recently, uh, the war that, uh, that Putin started in Ukraine that has caused inflation as we look at food and as we look at gas prices. So if you look at globally other countries um, and if you look at where we are economically, when you think about the Group 7, the G7, uh, we are in a much stronger place than we are economically than, than the rest. And, and, and also- I did, I did yep. look globally though. He says that inflation is worse everywhere but here. That's not true. U.S. has worse inflation than Germany, France, Japan, Canada, India, Italy, Saudi Arabia. Well, so why is he saying that? I think we, what we are saying is that uh, when you talk about inflation, it is a global thing. And it is not just about yeah, the you United said that. States. This is something that everyone is feeling you said because that. of coming out of once in, once in a lifetime pandemic, because of the you war that. that Russia has started in Ukraine. Okay, why isn't the president asking oil companies to drill more here in the U.S.? Can, let me just let me just give you a little bit of a rundown. Oh, here of we go again. Why we are I'm here? Say it again. Um, when, and just, what, I know his letter was a lot about refining and increasing refining, but that's a lot of oil that comes in from overseas. So why isn't he asking? So, 
companies to drill more here in the U.S. Well, hold on. So here we go. So this is where we are. I'm going to give you a little bit of a rundown of why we are here and what's going on and why we wrote the letter. So due to decreased demand at the start of the pandemic, U.S. oil refineries reduced their capacity by more than 800,000 barrels per day. Now that consumers' demand has returned, thanks to the President's recovery plan, oil refineries have still not brought refinery capacity back to the pre-pandemic level. So that is the problem, and that is what we're trying to address. At the same time, Putin's invasion of Ukraine put pressure oh, on global supply, and gas prices have gone up by nearly $2 since before the invasion. So President Biden has taken historic actions to elevate this pressure, releasing record amounts of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and relying, uh, relaying the world to, 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 relaying the world to release, to, to release oil to today, Junior. 40 uh, million uh, barrels of oil that he was able to do with his partnership. And so we are now at the highest levels of domestic production. So we actually have uh, of crude oil since April April of 2020 with an additional 9,000 approved drilling permits that remain unused, but refinery capacity needs to come back too. So that is what the problem is. We need them to actually refine uh, the crude oil, which is not happening, and that's what we're calling on oil companies to do. Why not drill more here in the U.S. though? We, because we don't need to do that. What we need <laughs> yeah, them to we do, do is with the oil that's out there, we need the to, them to refine that oil so that we, so that prices, so that the capacity could go up and then prices would go down. Okay. Apparently go down. Yeah. And so I know the president once said that he was going to end fossil fuel. Is that now off the table? No, we are going to continue uh, to move forward well, with there our you go. Uh, clean energy uh, proposal, our climate change uh, and, and so proposal. Is that the, is that the priority? So here, climate I, change I, I, over. Yeah. No, that's not what we're saying. We're <laughs> saying we're saying that. President, we're saying I'm answering I'm answering the question. Is his priority I'm lowering gas prices or is it addressing climate change? First of all, we it's you can do both at the same time. What we're trying to deal for, uh, what we're trying to uh, Come on, deal with out. right now is how do we lower cost for American families? And one of the things that we are seeing currently right now with oil refineries is they are using this moment that there is a war in Ukraine oh. to, to actually make a profit. Yeah. When they there are steps that they can take so that we can actually lower lower gases, low gas prices for families. Yeah. And so the president has taken action, right? We've talked about the strategic petroleum that he's done, tapping into. barrels, how much is that lowered prices? It, here's the thing, here's the thing, Peter. Here's the thing, if here's we the had, thing. If the president had not taken the actions that he's taken in the past several months, oh. it would not, it, the prices that we see now would be a lot worse. It's oh. actually blunted uh, some of the increase uh, that could have been. Uh, and so the, the president has taken action. He has been a leader. Now he's asking Congress clearly to act in, in certain ways uh, uh, and also asking for the oil refineries to do their part and not make money. Oh, not make money. War. Oh, That's yeah. That's what we're talking not about. Not make here. money. Go ahead, Peter. Not, not make money in a time of war. We want the oil companies to not make money in the time of war. You know, so if we decide that we want a war, with Russia so that we can hide all of our illegal activity with and, and inside of Ukraine, well, then you gas and oil companies shouldn't be making any money. What in the H-E double hockey sticks is wrong with you idiot morons? We don't live in a capitalistic society. We live in a communistic society. Duh. Haven't you heard? We stole the election on November 4, 2020. We, illeg we illegally and illegitimately uh, took over the power from um, a, a true winner of the election, Donald J. Trump, on January 20th. You haven't heard? What are you, stupid? What's wrong with all of you? Duh. Here, I got it right here. 
we are seeing the best economic uprise coming out of a, pre, a post-pandemic, once-in-a-generation uh, pandemic, once-in-a-generation uh, problem like that. And ever since the Putin uh, invasion of Ukraine, the Putin price hike, um, food and gas has been outrageous for the whole world, not just here in the U.S., but in the whole world. That is the uh, that is why we're experiencing this 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 prop 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 problem. Props. Sorry, I'm st- st- stuck on stupid. Does anybody here know BS when they smell it? Raise your hand. Let me know in the comment section if you know what BS smells like when somebody gives it to you on a fresh platter. The, the, I, I just answered your question. Let me answer it five more times the same way. The Putin price hike. Yeah, you said that. Thank you. Appreciate the, uh, the, <laughs> the amazing intelligence flowing from the White House secretary podium. Amazing, isn't it? Anyway, folks, you're locked and loaded right here on Live from America. How are you this Monday morning, June 20th? Year of our Lord, 2022, I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, coming to you broadcasting live from the live, free, or die granite state of New Hampshire, and it is an honor and a blessing to be here with you on this beautiful Monday morning, my favorite show of the day. Uh, I'd like to welcome those who have come back together and to Rumble from Facebook. Uh, we do apologize uh, that we're not there for you anymore, but I've got a great little story to tell you before we get into the Lord today, and that is this, and, and you can ask Eli. Um, before, before we even um, decided that we were not going to broadcast on Facebook anymore, the Lord was really putting it on me. He said, look, you're not, you're not supposed to be where you're not wanted. And I said, I understand that, you know, but I'm not there. This is the producer's page. He's looking at a way he's trying to do his job and trying to get the show out there to all the people who used to watch it, but it didn't matter. You're not, you're not supposed to go back to the garbage pile. Once you've left the garbage pile, you don't go back to prison once you've gotten out of prison. So I made the executive decision to not go there anymore. Do you know that not 24 hours later, after I made that executive decision, one of the streaming platforms that I use to get the show out to multiple places told me we would not be able to allow we would not be allowed to stream to Facebook anymore from that platform. Now, that was 24 hours after I made the executive decision. And then 24 hours after that, Eli realized that he was no longer allowed to share the short video clips that we make on Facebook. He's been restricted from doing that. So the Lord was speaking to us days before we were going to get hacked off at the kneecaps anyway. And I'm just so happy and so thankful to the Lord that we listened not to the loud earthquake or the loud fires, but to the whispers of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to keep us safe, to keep us away from harm, to keep us away from trouble, and that's exactly what happened. So let's give a big uh, blessing, a big shout out to God for that blessing. Also, ladies and gentlemen, this weekend, I had my first meeting as a candidate for state representative for here in New Hampshire, 
with um, with uh, a great friend of mine and a great mentor here in District 6. Goes by the name of Walt Stapleton. And I'd like to let you know that I found out a lot that I did not know about what was going on in the legislation in New Hampshire. But there's been a lot of great things going on considering the fact that we've got a lot of rhinos here in New Hampshire. A lot of parental rights bills have been signed into law. A lot of school choice and, uh, and education bills have been signed into law that give the parents far more power and we're able to start utilizing money that is meant for children to go to public school to take those same monies and allocate them to go to different schools, charter, private, or Christian schools, or homeschool, if they feel like their child is not getting the adequate education for their child. And guess who defines adequate? The parents, not the school board, not the teachers, not the school themselves, not the principal, not the uh, superintendent, not the state, not the county, not the city, the parent. The parent is able to define in New Hampshire what the word adequate means. And we're moving forward in New Hampshire, and I'm so proud to be a part of it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you to Rival Design. Kara Alba, thank you to your family for giving, uh, donating your services to making the first brochure and the first door hangers for my candidacy. Jeremy Harrell, vote for freedom, ladies and gentlemen. Winning the future, vote for freedom. There we go, right there. I am so very thankful for this and so many other things. And when I thought about it there for a while, I was thinking to myself, wow, am I taking on too much with the show, with turning the show into a network and running for office? Am I taking on too much? Am I going to make it harder on my children, my family, and my, and my LFA family if I run for office? And the answer that I got from God was no. The answer that I got from God was absolutely no. You have 24 hours in a day because I gave you 24 hours in a day. Utilize those times correctly. Utilize those times cor- uh, the time correctly, and you'll have plenty of time to do everything that we need to do. Folks, God bless you, and thank you all for helping me get here. It has been quite a ride, but we're going we're, we're to make even more of a difference this Live from America family than we ever thought possible because with Christ, all things are possible. Let's go to God now, if we can, to the morning newsletter. If you have signed up for the morning newsletter and you've never received it and you've thought, well, maybe I'll check all my different folders and you've went and checked all your different folders and you still can't find it, it may have been my fault. Meaning, when you, when you use these companies to send out mass emails, the more you send out, the more you have to pay. I had not realized until last week that I'd hit my limit a long time ago. So now it's up to uh, Live from America to pay more if we want to reach more. So just know that our bills are growing. The, uh, the bills for the network are not actually growing because we're getting a lot of people that are, that are giving their time and passionately giving what they've already built to this LFA TV thing. So that is great. What you guys have already been doing is going to be sufficient enough. But just know that some of our streaming bills and protecting our uh, information and server and all that is going to grow a little bit because we have been being attacked so very much. So any and all help is appreciated. Let's go to the Lord now. Uh, I titled this morning's newsletter, Is Your Faith as Strong as Jesus' Faith? Now, a lot of you think because Jesus was the Son of God, the Son of Man, perfect human being, sinless man who took all of our sins for the, took the weight of the world so that we could, um, so that we could have a, a, a new uh, fellowship and a new, and a new uh, bond with, with, G, with God and a, and a pathway to heaven, a new covenant. Um, folks, I want to let you know that Jesus also died to give you what our Heavenly Father gave to him. You are an equal with Jesus Christ because of what Jesus Christ did 
on that cross. Never forget that. Never forget that. Verse of the day today comes from Romans 12, 3, which says, For I say, through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. What is the measure of faith? Who is to say who's got more faith than the next person? Who has more faith than this person? Person, Do you feel that you have more faith than another person? Well, that's not true, folks. God gave us all the same faith, and that is the same faith that was in Jesus Christ himself. Let's get into it. Healthy self-esteem is, very, is a great thing, and you should always know that you are a child of God wearing the full armor of God, and you are royalty in heaven. However, you have to be careful not to think you are better than someone else just because you have healthy self-esteem. You are not. God has given us all the same amount of faith and all the same um, amount of ability to love as Jesus did. Because not one of us has received more faith than another. Not one of us can be or think we are better than anyone else. God gave us a wonderful gift, and that is the same faith that Jesus Christ possessed himself. That measure of faith and that love that God put in all of our hearts makes us all equal. Hence, our founding documents, all men created equal. It's just that some of us have learned to unlock that faith chest that God has given to us at birth, and we are unleashing Jesus like faith in everything and everybody in the world. The world, however, does not like that. And when they see you exercising the same amount of love and faith that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did, then they want to knock you down a few inches. Why? Because misery loves company and the devil does not want to lose his grip on all of those people who have been unable to hear the voice of God to this point. So you have your homework set out for you, folks. You have some homework for yourselves. Help others unlock the same amount of faith as you have and help build them up in the light of the Lord, not tear them down to feel better about yourself. Thank God today that he has given us the same abilities as his one and only son who died on the cross to give you this wonderful gift today. In his holy name we pray, amen. Wow, powerful words right from the B-I-B-L-E, folks. And remember, if you really truly want somebody to convict them, to be convicted of their sins and who they really are, don't give it to them in your words. You can help plant the seeds in your words, just merely read them the gospel. Read them the good news. It will convict them. The words of God are, are that powerful. Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 
And ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate all Rumble rants as they go to our Slurp Fund to constantly replenish that or we, as we are constantly dipping into it for others. And it goes to keeping our producer employed. We do rely on them very heavily, and we thank you. I'd also like to ask for prayers for Donnie C., one of our own LFA family members who goes in for surgery today. Please pray for Donnie throughout the day that he recovers fully, that he, uh, that he comes home. And, and, and everything is okay, and that we have him back uh, in our LFA chat room very, very shortly. Amen? All right, folks, first and foremost, lift your cups up. Let's get ready. For this beautiful Monday morning and the start of another week of fighting for our freedom here in the United States of America, first and foremost, let's get ready to rumble. I'm sure you have all seen it by now, but in case you have not, Joey Applesauce did not have a good weekend. Joey Applesauce, wearing his helmet of salvation, I guess, uh, was riding his bike and uh, was fine riding the bike, although I don't know how he was fine riding the bike. I would never put him out there on a bike where people are able to see him if I was the uh, puppets puppeteering this man. But no, he fell off the bike when he stopped the bike. Not when he was riding the bike, when he stopped the bike, ladies and gentlemen. For all those who might not have seen it, here is the moment in which Joey Applesauce forgot how to stand still. There he goes. Let's give some sound here. Oh, oh, Pigeon. There goes Pigeon. Pigeon is down, folks. Here he goes. Whoa, 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 Pigeon has fallen. Not Eagle, ladies and gentlemen. Pigeon has fallen down. Joey Applesauce could not make it. Could not do it. Now, that's a stark difference, isn't it? That's a, that's a polar opposite of President Donald J. Trump. You see him out there on the golf course. He's killing that, he's killing that driver. He's, uh, he's got a full swing. He's got health. He's lost a lot of weight. He looks great. He's not falling off of bicycles. I can tell you that. But ladies and gentlemen, in the wake, of Joey Applesauce falling off his bike while standing still. The administration has now put a statement out that it is Putin's fault. Putin did that. Putin was Putin Biden in a bad place and he fell off his bike. So the administration has now said that an executive order will be signed banning all speeds over one. There will not be 10 speeds any longer. Because clearly 10 speeds are too much. We are going to ban these assault bicycles. We are going to make sure that nobody, especially children, do not get their hands on these assault bicycles, ladies and gentlemen, because who knows what could happen. They could fall standing still, just like Joey Applesauce. They could fall going two miles an hour, five miles an hour, or even worse, they could fall off their bike and skin their knees and get pebbles in their hands from the road. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to ban these assault bicycles. We are no longer going to have any bicycles with any speeds more than one because, as you can see, even the elderly can get hurt. But anyway, I would like to change from that to seeing President Trump this weekend. Because here is what President Trump said this weekend, folks. Check this out. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace what they're doing to our country. But we can erase the calamities of the Biden years. All it takes is a House, a Senate, and a president who will put America first. 
One of the greatest travesties of all is to see a person in the White House who, even after years of political experience, has absolutely no clue how to be the President of the United States. And I hope he has recovered because, as you know, he fell off his bicycle today. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I hope he's okay. <laughs> fell off a bicycle. I make this pledge to you today. I will never, ever ride a bicycle. <laughs> Thank you to Real America's Voice News for that, that lovely little piece right there. I make this pledge today to you that I will never ride a bicycle. He should have made the pledge to never fall off the bicycle. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, as President Trump said, we can erase all these, tra- all these, tragedy of the- all these years of tragedy by winning the House, the Senate, and taking back that big, beautiful White House. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump is working behind the scenes to do things that you and I never even dreamed of. We're going to circle back to that at the end of the show, and we'll talk a little bit more about what I mean. But... Ladies and gentlemen, is Trump spinning the spinsters? Is he spinning the mainstream fake news media by telling them one thing, but really he's doing something else? I can see President Trump doing that basically with everything he says. He is the guy with the laser pointer, and the mainstream media are nothing but a bunch of felines chasing what Donald J. Trump wants them to chase, while he does more important things on this side of the camera. So, folks, anyway, we will circle... Excuse me, we will circle back to that. But President Trump says, I will never ride a bicycle. Anyway, please share the Rumble link. Let's get that out there. Share the Getter link as well, folks, as we we kick off into the show. But yes, we will circle back to that at the end of the show. Here we go. Texas Republicans have declared Biden regime illegitimate, and they did it at the state convention in Houston, which, by the way, garnered a ton of boos by rhinos there because rhinos are still very prevalent in our new GNP. They don't realize that we've changed the O to an N and they are no longer welcome in our party. I have a feeling they will get that, uh, they will get that revelation as they continue to lose their primaries. Uh, but Texas Republicans formally rejected Joe Biden's election in 2020 as president in their convention this past weekend. More than 9,000 Texas Republicans came down to Houston for the annual GOP convention this last weekend. The latest blow to the legitimacy of the 2020 election was presented in the documentary 2020 Mules um, on widespread ballot. Uh, 2,000 mules, excuse me, on widespread ballot trafficking in the 2020 election. Um, the, I don't have video of the boos, but, you, but there were definitely some rhinos in there booing it. Republicans in Texas formally rejected Joe Biden's election in 2020 as illegitimate and voted in a statewide convention that wrapped up this weekend on a party platform that calls homosexuality an abnormal lifestyle choice. I loved that part because that's exactly what it is. Look, I'm, I'm here to tell you that I don't care. I, I've never said that homosexuality is a worse sin than anything else because it's not in God's eyes. Sin is sin, okay? But... This trend, this narrative, this mission, this journey to make everybody in the world gay, accept it some way, shape, or form, and then be engaged in it, that's the part that is abnormal, and it is an abnormal lifestyle choice. You are not born with that, and we've proved that 
last week when we talked to you about why people or about how the school was trying to say, how can you grow out of your um, your your straightness? What can we do to get you away from being a heterosexual? Remember that? So we've already proved that you're not born gay. So I loved when they said that. And of course, the mainstream media is freaking out about that, calling it homophobic rhetoric. The party's embrace of unfounded electoral fraud allegations in a bedrock Republican state came as a bipartisan congressional committee seeks to definitively and publicly debunk the false idea that Biden did not win the election. The we reject the certified results of the 2020 presidential election, and we hold that acting President Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. was not legitimately elected by the people of the United States, the Texas party said in a resolution passed in a voice vote at the convention. Texas is a major player in U.S. national politics with 38 electoral votes, the second highest after California. Voters have backed Republican presidents for the past four decades and of course the white house had no comment but of course mighty mouse mika and morning boring joe they had something to say about it and according to a recent reuters poll about two-thirds of republican believe that the 2020 election was stolen from president trump state and federal judges dismissed it because they're all crooked and more than 50 lawsuits brought by trump and allies of trump challenging the elections while the audits found no evidence of widespread fraud it's been debunked Duh. Don't you guys know that it's been debunked? What's wrong with you? Anyway, folks, the fix is still in with these Democrats. They're still going to try to steal the election. That's nothing new. You know they're going to try to steal the 2022 midterms, and you know they're going to try to steal the 2024 presidential election. That's nothing new. We know a lot of the ways they're going to do it, and some people are very keen behind the scenes and are not publicly saying that they figured out a few of the ways the Democrats are trying to cheat because they don't want to alert the cheaters that we've been keen to their cheating. However, I don't think, I think a lot of people are missing what happened this weekend, and that is a tweet by ABC. ABC decided to tweet and delete. And why, actually what they tweeted and why they deleted it should be more concerning to you and me and everybody else out there about the election stealing that is still happening. The Democrats are going to cheat again in the midterm elections, period. We know this because they are beginning right now to brag about winning despite the worst record in history. Jimmy Carter looks like the best president that ever walked to earth compared to Joey Applesauce. Everybody knows it, including Democrats. So how are Democrats out there touting and bragging about how they're going to win the midterms when they know that they have nothing to vote to uh, to run on absolutely nothing i want you to listen to a report that was put out by the associated press this weekend now listen to the words of this and then we're going to get to the abc tweet that's going to blow your mind democrats are going to hold on to the house after november's midterm elections again this is the associated press's latest article They will pick up as many as four seats in the Senate, expanding their majority and overcoming internal dissent that has helped stifle the Democrats' agenda. Think about that, folks. Think about what I just read to you. They are calling out the exact seats that they're going to win in the Senate and saying that they're going to hold on to majority by widening the gap in the House as well. 
Now, as the challenges confronting resident Joey Applesauce intensify, his predictions of a rosy red political future for the Democratic Party are growing bolder. The assessments delivered in speeches, fundraisers, and conversations with friends and allies seem at odds with a country that he acknowledged this week was really, really down, folks. Burdened by a pandemic, surging gas prices, spiking inflation, war at the southern border, and an illegitimate moron who has no idea how to change his own underwear, let alone lick an ice cream. Biden's hopeful outlook tracks with a sense of optimism that has coursed through his nearly five-decade career and was at the center of his 2020 presidential election, which he said he was going to build back better and restore the soul of America. Come on, man. Uh, true in anyway. Because I am confident, he said, we are better positioned than any other country in the world to own the second quarter of the 21st century. That's not hyperbole, folks. That's a fact, he screamed. Now, what's really weird is what ABC tweeted. You ready for this? Democrats are going, basically what I read from the Associated Press. And when the Associated Press basically just plagiarized what ABC said, it wasn't only ABC that put it out. It was other news stations like News 4, JAX. Democrats are going to hold on to the House while picking up uh, after November's midterm elections. They will pick up as many as four seats in the Senate. They all just parodied the same stuff. Right, Joe Biden's going to win. Right, four seats in the Senate. Right, widening the margin in the House. Right, right. Well, then ABC deleted that. And right when they deleted it, Jack Posobiec tweeted back to ABC and said, Hey, ABC, why did you delete this after it was screenshotted? Because they are calling their shot. They are Babe Ruth pointing the bat at the outfield as I'm going to hit my home run right there. They're calling it. So Republicans that have power better do something and better do something now. Jeremy Harrell can't do anything outside of where he is and being a megaphone and waking people up. Okay? Bargain Queen, Scotty, Rumble Dog, Terry Sue, Evie Rosewood, Kayla26, all of you folks, none of us can do as a whole what needs to be done. We can only do our part. What needs to be done is these Republicans that have some kind of elected office, need to get together and stop this right now and stop the uniparty rhinos as well. And the only way they're going to do that is we keep bothering them. We keep calling them. We keep emailing them. We have a direct switchboard right to uh, anybody we need to talk to in the Senate and in the House. We can call Washington, D.C. till our fingers are blue. Here's what, I, here's what I propose. From now until midterms. Are you ready? Now, this is hard. This is very hard to do. I know this because we all have very, very difficult and packed-filled lives. But ladies and gentlemen, from now until November, I need each of you to take 15 minutes out of your day. 15 minutes. It doesn't have to be 15 minutes all at once. It can be collectively throughout the day. Take 15 minutes and call 10 senators or 10 congressmen or five of each. Call them, and I'm talking about the rhinos and the independents and the, um, and the uh, uh, Republicans who are not rhinos, and urge the Republicans that are not rhinos to put pressure on the rhinos, urge the independents to put pressure on the, on, on the rhinos and the real Republicans, and urge the rhinos to do something from, our, fr- from the streets, from the field. Hey, we're calling you because you suck. Do something about it. If we can spend 15 minutes a day doing that, each of us, folks, that is going to make a difference. You've seen it before. I've seen it before. It works. So let's get on that phone, okay? 
Um, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. I got to get this over here. Oh, everybody thinks, everybody thinks they know what time it is. It is now time for one of our favorite segments here on Live from America. And folks, we are going to be going rhino hunting now. I'll make you famous. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are rhino hunting here on Live from America. I've got my safari Jack Black looking hat on, and we're going to be going rhino hunting up in Michigan. Now, we've got we've rhino hunted for this guy before. As a matter of fact, we've caught and bagged him. We let him go. We've caught and bagged him again, and we let him go. And now we're going to catch and bag him again, but this time for a very different reason. We might be nicer to him, so lock and load. Get your permits ready. Here we go as we go rhino hunting for Never Trumper Fred Upton in Michigan who joined on Communist Network, Communist News Network, the failing CNN platform. He went on there this weekend on CNN SOTU, and uh, he actually basically said, we're, we're, the rhinos are done. The Uniparty is done. The Uniparty, the Democrats, the Independents, nobody can beat Trump. That's basically what he said. I'm going to go into the video for you so you can see, but he knows he, he's already on his way out. We've tagged and bagged him. He's retiring. He's a straight loser. He's stuck on stupid every day of the week. Fred Upton is by far the worst Republican or one of the worst Republicans right up there with Mitt Romney, right up there with Lindsey Graham. He's pretty bad, but he's one of the Republicans who voted to impeach Donald J. Trump when he knew that everything was a hoax. He voted to impeach Donald J. Trump. But when he went on CNN, he had something very, very different to say. He knows the red wave is coming. And it's a Donald Trump red wave, not, not a Lindsey Graham red wave. Check this out. Well, conservative judge Michael Ludig testified this week that Donald Trump and his supporters still pose a, quote, clear and present danger to American democracy. Congressman, the former president is actively exploring a 2024 run right now. Is your party going to back him again? Well... I have said from the beginning, I think that Donald Trump is going to be a candidate in 24. Yes. Uh, the voters still like him a lot. Uh, we see that uh, certainly in Michigan. Uh, he's had a number of uh, decisive wins uh, where he's endorsed candidates that they've won. Uh, he's had a, f a few losses as well, but he, he certainly entertains a, a majority of the Republican base and will be hard to stop. And, and frankly, as we look at the economy, we look at gas prices, all these different things, uh, folks are not really happy with the Biden administration, which is why he is mired at a level even below where mm. uh, Donald Trump was at this point in, in his uh, tenure. What does it say to you uh, about your party that even after what we have seen over the last week that you say uh, is is pretty uh, damning, that Republican voters you think still might make him the nominee if he does run? Well, look, it was a close election. It was a close election in 2016. No, it, was it wasn't. It was a close election in, in 2020 uh, as well. All right, stop it right uh, there. Stop it right there. How was it a close election in 2016? Does anybody have the electoral count? Uh, Eli, pull up the electoral college count of the 2016 presidential election. I'm pretty sure Donald Trump had 317, 318. See if anybody out there is faster than Eli. But I'm pretty sure it was 317. What do you got? Eli. Did 
you hear me? All right, well, we're still pulling that up. But, but I believe it was 317 or 318. That is not a close presidential race. Not even close. Okay? That means that he got, he got what, 40 or 50 over? Which means she got 40 or 50 under. Yeah, see, it, somebody said 317, I think. I believe that's what it was, too. I believe that's what it was, too. Either way, that was not a close race. It was not a close race in 2016. What did that was it? No, it's not 306. It's more than that. 307, maybe somebody said? Either way, he got like 30 more than he needed to to win the presidency. That was not close. He actually beat the brakes off of her. Now, he's pro- Fred Upton is probably talking about the, um, the, the popular vote. But again, even the popular vote is very skewed because we know there's tens of millions of people out there that are not voting the way they're saying they're voting. Anyway, let's go back to the video. And you've got the base voters that are really upset that things didn't go their way mm-hmm. and they're, they're, they're loyal as can be. South, uh, on that note, South Carolina Republican Tom Rice, who, like you, voted to impeach Donald Trump, lost his primary this week. That means that the, of the 10 House Republicans who backed impeachment, half, including yourself, will not be returning to Congress next year. <laughs> and the remainder are facing some pretty tough re-election battles come January 23. The question is, will there be anyone left in the House Republican Congress uh, conference, sir, willing to stand up to Donald Trump. <laughs> I think that there will be. I mean, for a couple of us, uh, you know, my district, Michigan lost a congressional seat, so mm-hmm. we went from 14 to all 13. All right, so I've had enough of this guy. Like I can't a... listen to him anymore. Is there going to be somebody, anybody, that'll stand up to Donald Trump? Stand up to what? Stand up to awesomeness? Stand up to making America great again? Stand up to America first? Stand up to uh, low gas prices. Stand up to uh, a secure southern border where fentanyl isn't coming over and killing uh, millions of Americans. Stand up to what? Stand up to low, uh, 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 strengthening the dollar and lowering inflation. Stand up to raising GDP and having a high, strong stock market. What are you talking about? Stand up to what? Our democracy is under attack. Well, maybe it's because you don't live in one. Numb nuts. What's wrong with these people? Anyway, we're going to circle back to what Donald Trump might be up to at the end of the show. We're going to circle back, Saki, back to, back to that. But anyway, folks, I want to switch gears here. So, okay, so there you go, 304 to 227. Does that sound close to you? Does 304 to 227 sound even close to you? I think 317 is what Donald Trump actually got in the 2020 election. I think that's why I was stuck on 317. I think that's what he actually got had he won the states that we know that they cheated in, that we have proof and evidence of. Evidence and proof. Both. Uh, Long story short, she got shellacked. Speaking of, ladies and gentlemen, um, we need to stop these Juneteenth celebrations. I'm going to tell you that right now. Now, somebody out there watching this, and definitely some troll out there later that watches this that might not be here live on Rumble or Getter or Fire Stick or Roku, Somebody will say, he's a racist for saying this. And they'll, they'll, they'll equate what I'm about to say to you as me calling to end Martin Luther King Day or something like that. No, no, no. I'm calling for an end of Juneteenth celebrations. You want to know why? Because Juneteenth celebrations are nothing but a breeding ground for hate, racism, bigotry, and brainwashing people into being radicalized to destroy this 
nation from within. That is what Juneteenth celebrations actually are. Now, I know that the left will say the same thing about Trump rallies. They'll say the same thing about Second Amendment rallies. They'll say the same thing about conservative events like CPAC or TPUSA or something like that. However, there's a very big difference in what they're saying about us and what we're saying about them. Because at our rallies and our events, people don't die. People aren't shot. People aren't stabbed, murdered, raped, trafficked, drugged. Buildings aren't burning. Cities aren't being destroyed. Children aren't being brainwashed and their minds, bodies, and souls being raped by some big, huge 400-pound man who calls himself Sheila and wears tights and pumps. That's the difference between them saying that our rallies are a breeding ground for radicalism and hate and violence and, virt- and, and, and racism and bigotry. But these Juneteenth celebrations are that. And I'm going to read you a story, just one out of many that I could read you, by the way, that happened this weekend over Juneteenth. Look, I, I'm all for the actual reasoning behind celebrating Juneteenth. But the Juneteenth holiday celebration has been hijacked by BLM Antifa-style idiots. And this is what you get. Several people, including a police officer, were wounded by gunfire at a Juneteenth street party celebration being attended by hundreds of people in northwest Washington, D.C. yesterday evening. The shooting took place on on U Street between 14th and 13th Street, about 13 blocks north of the White House. Um, Four people were shot, according to police. A 15-year-old was killed. Among the three wounded is a police officer. Police were breaking up an illegal pop-up Juneteenth celebration called Mochella. Unbelievable. Um, police union, we can confirm that one of our members working in the area of 14th Street and U has been shot. The member has been transported to the hospital and is in stable condition. Can you imagine if this was a pop-up Trump rally, a pop-up freedom rally, a pop-up Second Amendment rally, a pop-up pro-life rally? where a police officer was shot and a 15-year-old was killed, every single one of you would be in handcuffs for supporting the right, the right wing the next day. Now, photos and scenes from the D.C. paramedics. Um, we have some of that. Let's, let, me, uh, let me pull that up. I wasn't going to show, but we can, uh, we can go ahead and show this. Let's, let's pull some of this up. So, as you can see here, This is when fire, police, and first responders are rolling in, okay? We've got somebody on stretcher here, somebody on stretcher here. What happened to celebrating? What happened to celebrating? Now, I'm about to say these people, and I'm not talking about a race. I'm talking about these people who are this stupid. This is the kind of celebration you get when you're in these kind of people's celebrations. Here's another one here. This is how big it was. Massive. Should be a good celebration. Celebrating something that was good in our history, right? Nope. Can't be that. It turned into looting, burning, twerking on police cars, people being shot, people being murdered, cops rolling in, first responders, paramedics. I guess you're not hearing about this on mainstream media today. Right 
Mochella, more like Nochella. I thought guns were illegal in Washington, D.C. I thought the gun, that Washington, D.C. had some very strict gun laws. Isn't that weird? Isn't that just odd and weird, ladies and gentlemen, that that would happen? Huh. I thought you couldn't have guns in D.C., which means the gun laws there should have protected the police officer, should have, should have protected the 15-year-old, uh, 15-year-old kid that uh, got shot and killed. I'm just saying. That's what I thought. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let's, uh, let's go across the pond to Italy, where a beautiful video came, uh, came, to, my, came to one of my uh, news feeds this weekend, and I absolutely enjoyed it, and I loved it. And it's speaking of these kind of people, again, not a race because you're going to see in this video that there's different races, these people who want to do this crap, this is exactly how we should handle them. And this is exactly what we should be doing here in America, not being afraid of catching a measly little assault charge if this is the case. If they block our roads and they destroy our communities, this is exactly how they should be dealt with. Get off the street, you loser. Move. Sorry, we got to go to work. Move. We're going to come back. Okay, well. Yes, get off the street. Oh, cry like a little baby. Run him over. No, don't really run him over. There you go. Pull him out of the way. Let cars go. There you go. And what are you accomplishing? What are they accomplishing? Destroying their own communities? Causing more of an economic downturn because people can't go to work? <laughs> yeah, let's get it. Come on. Sorry about the loud clapping. Uh, yeah, nobody cares about what you're trying to, uh, to do. Uh, nobody cares about your stupid little protests where you block the streets and hold up signs that nobody cares about that don't make any sense. Who knows why they were protesting? I don't care. You shouldn't care. What you should care about is how that man handled it. That, ladies and gentlemen, is how we need to handle these kids and these, these crybaby lunatics in this country. There are consequences for your actions. And there's also consequences for actions on Netflix and Hulu and Disney Plus, ladies and gentlemen, which leads to places like Rise TV. If you have not experienced Rise.TV yet, it's growing. It's got a massive, massive selection of movies, documentaries, comedies, podcasts, and who knows, live from America, LFA TV might just be the first live programming that Rise.TV ends up getting. 
But I'd like to read you their uh, their their ad here because they're a great group of people. I've I've spoke I've spoke with them on the phone. I've spoke with them through Zoom. Good people just trying to save America by putting out content that is pro USA. You're probably the kind of person who knows there's more to the world than what mainstream media is telling you. And you know that the truth actually exists, and you know that there has to be hope. Well, we know there's hope in Jesus. That's why we want to introduce Rise.TV, which is a home for seekers who want truth. With a smile, Rise TV has an amazing community and a massive library of original, uncensored content on all the topics you need to know and understand in our crazy world today. So go! to rise.tv sign up today it's ten dollars a month and i guarantee you you can take that ten dollars from one of these loser left-wing woke companies and put it towards something like that check them out see what you see what you think about them and let me know in the comment threads okay all right folks moving on biden economics bidenomics president trump said if you elect this guy you will see a recession in which the likes you have never seen before even worse than when his predecessor Barack Hussein Obama was in the White House. And folks, what I saw this weekend absolutely proves where we're headed. Because if you stall the trucks, you stall the goods. And if you stall the goods, then you stall the, shore, uh, the stores from being able to stock their shelves. And if you stall, stall the stores from stocking shelves, say that five times fast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to see a food shortage of which the likes you've never seen before. And this weekend... I saw a video, which I will not play for you because it is riddled with the F word, but East Coast truckers are literally stalled out in the parking lots of pilots and big truck stop gas stations and alongside the road on the highway doing what? Waiting for diesel fuel. The gas stations are literally out of diesel fuel. Unbelievable. The cost for gas and diesel has hit yet another high as American consumers with inflation already at a 40-year high are getting pummeled every single day. Um, The experts are blaming the emergency on Joe Biden and the Democrats, and that's where I'm blaming it too. And now the shortages have arised as East Coast truck drivers are stranded on the highway waiting for diesel. The highway oasis gas stations are out of diesel. Now there are diesel shortages. And folks, like I just said, this is not going to end well. And since I'm not going to play the video for you, I will explain to you what the, the trucker is describing in the video. He's basically saying you better start canning and freezing food now. Because if this kind of crap continues, you're in for the long haul. And I cannot wait to see what our heating bills are this winter, folks. We need, desperately, no matter what, we need people to vote red. We need to get Republicans in there, even if we have to transition from Dems to Rhinos in some cases because for whatever reason they've got a lock on a situation, then you know what? It's better than the Dems. Because even those Rhinos were in place when Donald Trump was president before, and we still experienced a great economy. So if you vote blue, you're just a moron, and you want to be a third world country, which my recommendation is grab a ticket to Venezuela. We'll pay for it right here on Live from America. We'll finance it. We'll fund it. Somehow we'll crowdfund and we'll kick you out and make you go live where you belong because this is getting absolutely ridiculous folks you destroy the gas and oil industries and everything else follows you're going to see something way worse than jimmy carter and you want to know something the you're going to cut out your extra spending and life from america is some of your extra spending they, i think they're doing this for far more uh, nefarious reasons than changing from a gas to a uh, to a uh, electric uh, society 
I think they're trying to make it so you can't fund places like this too. You can't fund places like Real America's Voice News, OAN. You can't fund places like uh, Right Side Broadcasting, Jeremy Harrell, David Harris Jr., whoever. I know they know this. They know that you're going to cut out the non-essential. And right now, places like LFA TV, that's non-essential for some people. So don't think that that's not part of their plans too. All right, I've got some good news to, uh, to end the show with. Well, I got about four stories left and three of them are good. We'll put it that way, okay? Um, <laughs> first of all, I want um, we've got some good news coming out of a court. The court finally, uh, an appellate court, folks. This is big news. Anybody who's had a business affected by COVID lockdowns, this is big news for you. Anybody who's had their business destroyed or closed forever because of COVID lockdowns, this is big news for you. If you have friends whose businesses were affected by the lockdowns from COVID, this is massive news for you. Okay, ready for this? An appellate court has ruled for the very first time that insured businesses, if your business was insured, you can seek damages over COVID-19 lockdown losses. This is the biggest and maybe the best news of Monday. Are you ready for this? An appellate court has ruled for the first time that an, ins- that an insured restaurant can seek COVID-19 shutdown damages. The Oceana Grill on Bourbon Street in New Orleans had originally lost their request to seek damages from its insurer, but that decision has now been reversed in an appellate court. The physical presence of COVID-19 substantially diminished the usable space of the property as tables needed to be pushed further apart and resulted in an economic loss due to the slowdown of the appellant's, uh, the appellant's business, Chief Judge Terry Love wrote in the ruling. Cajun Conti, the company that owns Oceana Grill, sued Lloyd's of London for damages on the day they were shut down, March 20th, 2020. They argued that COVID-19 has caused property damage by, for, uh, by forcing it to close and eventually reduced the amount of seating in the establishment to comply with the social distancing rules. Oceana Grill's p- parent company was one of the first, if not the first, to file a COVID-19 insurance coverage lawsuit, though many, many more followed. The general consensus was that the pandemic wouldn't qualify for business interruption assistance as it was created to cover closures due to property damage from natural disasters. The court, however, found that the wording is open to interpretation and that physical damage did not have to be obvious or observable. One of the policyholders' attorneys involved said that the dam was broken with the ruling paving the way for other businesses to do the same thing across the country, according to a report from Routers. We will pursue all options to address what we believe to be an outlier decision, Dodd added. Routers noted that while Wednesday's appellate decision is the first to find coverage for COVID-19 income losses under an all-risk property insurance policy, A state appellate court in New York on Monday affirmed a Bronx judge's ruling that allowed the New York Botanical Garden to also sue its pollution liability insurer, Allied World Insurance, for denying its COVID-related losses of business's income claim and for breach of the implied covenant of good faith and fair dealing. Folks, again, this is going to set a precedent. 
for insurance companies to have to pay major damages. And if insurance companies have to pay major damages to these people and these businesses, then guess what? These insurance companies who hire lobbyists to make law, they are never going to allow these, lo- these politicians that, have, that make tons of money from these lobbyists to ever shut down an economy ever again. You have to hit them where it hurts. When they go woke, we make them go broke. Now we have to go and hold these people accountable like these blue states, these blue cities, and these blue uh, governors for all their lockdown COVID policies. We need to hit them where it hurts too. And sooner or later, folks, you're going to cause enough damage monetarily, financially, for these people to never cross that line ever again, ever, ever again. So there is hope out there. Let's just keep pushing. And if you own a business, a restaurant, or anything else, go ahead and file it. Go ahead and file the lawsuit. I promise you, you won't be disappointed, regardless of what the judge says, because you can take it higher. All right, three more stories. Stay with me, folks. Stay with me. Transgender Org releases new guidelines, which lowers the recommended age for starting children on puberty blockers, gender change hormones, and mutilating their breasts. This is not good news. But what comes after this is good news. And that is the world is pushing back on this crap. The World Professional Association for Transgender Health has lowered recommended age, the recommended age, for mutilating children in an effort to change their gender. The organization has moved the recommended age for beginning hormones to to change genders from 16 to just 14 years old and the age of cutting healthy breasts off female children from 16 to 15. They also recommend starting children as young as eight years old on puberty blockers. Quote, the blockers can weaken bones and starting them too young in children assigned males at birth might impair sexual function in adulthood, although long-term evidence is still lacking. The organization acknowledged the risks associated with the treatments, which include making otherwise healthy children infertile, but do not seem to care. According to the report, the organization is compromised of 3,000 doctors, social scientists, and others involved in transgender health issues. Folks, do you see what they're doing? They want them from the cradle to the grave. They're not going to win this culture war. We are in a massive culture war right now, and they're not going to win. And I can prove to you they're not going to win by the numbers in these polls and in these box offices, which we're about to address. But before we do so, let's go ahead and give Transgender Org. Come on, man. (laughs) We did it. We did it, Joe. Dumb Dumb Award of the Day goes to you morons who are trying to change all men into women so that men can no longer rule the world and the men that are out there don't have penises anymore to prove it. What a weird world we live in. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to bring that our attention to Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear, Disney's opening weekend of Buzz Lightyear. And folks, can I just tell you, that while people might not tell you their true feelings in public, they may virtue signal, they may put up rainbow flags outside their house or put up a rainbow or a Ukraine or a BLM profile on their picture. They're going to do very, very different things in private. And that even means going to the box, going to the movie theater to watch a movie. Buzz Lightyear's opening weekend was an absolute flop, at least according to what they had predicted. Now, 
They needed Buzz Lightyear in America, domestically, to reach $70 million. It did more than $20 million less than they thought it would, folks. They are more than $20 million less from their predicted opening um, box office in America. But here's even better. They expected it to go $135 million worldwide, and it only reached $86 million. That is $50 million less than they anticipated. And they anticipate things based on the marketing, based on the advertising, based on the money they put in. And folks, they lost it on this. They lost it a lot. They lost over $50 million worldwide, which lets you know that people do not care about your stupid transgender LGBTQIA pedo movement. Nobody wants it. You're losing the culture war. No matter how many politicians that you get on your side, it's not going to happen. You are going to lose this culture war. Why? Because not only does nobody care, but nobody wants it. This is not a society that people want. Get it through your thick skull. If you want to be gay, be gay in your own privacy. If you don't want to be a man and you were born one, born one, then do it and leave everybody else out of it. Don't call them a bigot because they don't want to engage in your mental health issues. And that is a very firm quote from Jeremy Harrell right here on Live from America. I'm glad they lost $50 million because not only are they losing billions for what Ron DeSantis and, and, and the people of Florida did to them, but they're also losing the, the, their millions on their opening box off. And get this, folks. Check this out. Jurassic Park, second week. Second week out, still had more money come in than Disney's Lightyear. Get this. Um, Tom Cruise's Top Gun, it's been out for a month, and it came in just six million shy of Buzz Lightyear. It's been out for four weeks, and nobody cares. Uh, So how do you like that, Disney Plus? Disney, pedophiles, woke. You go woke, you go broke. But you know what's even worse for Disney? Is that they've been doing this. They've not been doing this. And this just is going to propel them downhill even faster because investors are going to lose interest. People that put money into Disney are not going to see Disney as a profitable company anymore. And they're going to lose big time. Now all we need to do is have the Senate hold strong and hold tight and get rid of their copyrights. And then they're screwed. Speaking of screwed, ladies and gentlemen, the transgender athlete for the Olympics hoping to go win a gold medal or a silver medal or a bronze medal or compete against the opposite sex. Those dreams and those days are over. Hit the road, Jack. And don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Folks, we got to break it out. Where is the in sync? Here it is. I don't want to see you out that door, baby. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> no more transgenders. In the Olympics, folks, the world swimming's governing body. Well, at least for swimming anyway. We'll see what happens with the rest. Uh, FINA, F-I-N-A, yesterday voted for new eligibility rules that restrict the participation of transgender athletes in women's sports competitions, period. Woo! You got to love it. Can we get that medal back from um, Leah Thomas, Leonard Thomas, whatever his name is? The policy is the strictest from an any Olympic sports body 
and effectively bans any transgender man who wants to be a woman who's gone through male puberty from competing in women's events. Oh, you got to love it. FINA also agreed to work towards establishing an open category for some events that would ensure all swimmers would have the chance to compete. So basically, if you were born a man, you will compete as a man. Can we thank God? You know, you can't beat God, folks. I tell you every day, you can't beat God. And you know what? If transgenders want to be transgenders, that's okay with me because guess what? I'm a proud transvaxite. I identify as vaccinated even though I'm not. So you know what? I don't go tout that everywhere. I don't go shove it down people's throat. I just say I'm a proud transvaxite and I keep it covered up and I just go about my life. They can be proud transgenders, but guess what they're not going to do? You're not going to compete any longer. (laughs) And that, ladies and gentlemen, is God working behind the scenes for good things and Leonard Thomas will no longer be swimming against females. He can go swim against males and come in 400th like he did before he decided to take on women. Amen? I'm a proud transvaxite. <laughs> One more piece of good news and bringing it back full circle, folks. Bringing it back full circle. You know what? I'm going to go ahead, if I can, I'm going to go ahead and give this man the Smarty Award of the day before I even tell you the great and smart move that he did. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead, bring up that Smarty Award, can we? Where is it? There she be. The Smarty Award of the day. Go ahead, give it to him. Ladies and gentlemen, Smarty Award of the day. Goes to our one and only Donald J. Trump. Let's go ahead and give it to him, folks, because he's going to surprise you, and he surprised the heck out of me with this one. You ready? (laughs) I knew. I knew he either had to be up to something or we read it wrong. I just knew he couldn't be so oblivious in his endorsements. Two weeks ago, 10 days ago maybe, I was not happy that Donald J. Trump endorsed Kevin McCarthy to be the Speaker of the House, the next Speaker of the House. But that is the way the headlines were written, even by fair and balanced journalists and companies out there, publications that I look for for the truth, look to for the truth. President Donald J. Trump came out and very, very clearly this weekend said, I did not endorse Kevin McCarthy to be the next Speaker of the House. I endorsed Kevin McCarthy in his district to win a re-election bid to be a congressman again and made it very, very clear that he did not endorse Kevin McCarthy to be the next Speaker of the House. What does that tell you? Oh, by the way, folks, Charlie Kirk is now on Real America's Voice News at noon. So as soon as I get done, you can flip over to Real America's Voice News and watch Charlie Kirk as he has now joined the family. But I digress. President Donald J. Trump said, I did not endorse him for Speaker of the House. So for Trump to come out and say, I did not endorse him for Speaker of the House, but I did endorse him to win, to be a congressman again, lets me know everything I need to know that Donald Trump, I think, is going for that speakership. I think he's doing it. I think he's literally laser pointing the the mainstream media, telling them, hey, I don't have no plans on being the Speaker of the House, but I bet he does. I bet he does. 
I bet he does. Do you know how much power the Speaker of the House has? Not only that, do you know what he'll be able to do to expose what happened on January 6th? If we win the midterms in November and Trump is Speaker of the House, do you know what kind of havoc he can wreak with the powers of the Speakership on the Democratic Party, on Joe Biden, on the illegitimacy of Corn Pop in that White House on 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue? Do you know what kind of havoc he can wreak with Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney and Benny Thompson and Adam Schiff and everything that they've done? Do you know what power the Speaker of the House has? It is massive. Folks, I really do believe that because he said I did not endorse him to be the Speaker of the House means that that rumor or that wish or desire for Trump to become Speaker here in 2022 might just be a real thing. Now, I'm not saying it is. I'm saying might because I do believe that there is a very, very, very good chance that President Donald J. Trump will take that gavel from Nancy Pelosi. And I think that alone is worth everything. Folks, while we get ready for the end of the day today, please make sure that you go check out because it's available now. Here we go. Don't forget to put on that full armor of God, ladies and gentlemen. Continue to share that song. We have signed CDs coming, which you'll be able to get very soon. And we've got uh, some performing dates for me and Dave Bray to be out on the road performing um, Armor of God. Remember, folks, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you tonight at 5 p.m. for more LFA. And remember, folks, to keep a smile on your face, keep your families close to you, and keep, no matter what, spreading that gospel. Go check out Charlie Kirk from here on out uh, the rest of the hour. God bless you guys, and I'll see you at 5 p.m., okay? Have a good day. Peace. Rebirth of America. Been a long time coming and we all learned something that we won't ever give it up. Long as I'm bleeding, I'ma never stop screaming that we first in America.